Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily, everybody. We got another corporate update for you. Happy to be welcomed in by Brad Peters. He's the CEO of Pacific Empire Minerals. Pacific Empire trades on the TSX venture with PEMC. They also have an OTCQB listing for the United States retailers for PEMSF. Uh, Brad, welcome back to the podcast. How was your weekend? Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Trevor. And yours? Uh, it was it was good. Got away with the uh, family. Had a nice little Father's Day getaway. and uh, Happy to be back here in the studios, back to work, and see how these metals markets uh, respond from last week's uh, volatility. That was quite the event. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, part of life in the business. It is part of life. All right. We brush it off and we move on. Hey, uh, Brad, you guys had great, uh, well, really great news out of Jean Marie. Uh, that's your flagship project up there in British Columbia. Uh, you have expanded the land position there. Tell us about where uh, the added land is coming from and really how it came to be. Yeah, that's right, Trevor. We did uh, we did increase the land position there significantly, as a matter of fact, uh, about 71%, uh, just over 5,000 hectares, taking it to a total of uh, 12,600 hectares, give or take. Uh, the uh, the reason for that uh, increase in land position is is twofold. Um, to the north, we uh, added a block to the north of the Jean Marie property, and that was to cover off uh, what we we determined to be intriguing uh, geophysical and geochemical signatures. And uh, to the east of the property, what we had done was through uh, we've been busy here mapping and going through the historical data over the last number of months. But it, it looks to us as though uh, the Jean Marie Pluton, we've got a pretty clear handle on the extent of that Pluton and the staking to the east, uh, in addition to covering off structural and geochemical um, signatures, was also to make sure that we covered off the entirety of that Pluton. Uh, it's, um, when, you, when you're looking at these type of things, it's, uh, uh, we noticed on the to the west side, certainly, that uh, the mineralization we're seeing is associated with the margin of that pluton, and we're seeing geochemical signals to the uh, to the east as well. And we just want to make sure that we had the whole pluton covered off. Uh, this was acquired by just kind of organic staking, huh? Old-fashioned way, huh? That's right. You got it. Old-fashioned, just staking, and uh, we're always happy to do that. It's a low-cost and highly effective way to go about, um, you know, basically securing your land position. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know you've got uh, you know you've got Centera Gold there uh, in the area with their Mount Milligan property. Just curious, what other kind of activity, uh, any neighborly activity going on with exploration uh, around Jean Marie is taking place, or is there potential to even acquire more land position if you do feel the need to do so? We're always open to acquiring uh, additional land if it's uh, if it makes sense and if we feel there's a uh, there's motivation for it. Um, but it is a fairly active area this year. Again, uh, consistently, it generally is. Uh, you've got uh, what was Serengeti, uh, which is now Northwest Copper, to the uh, to the northwest of us. There, uh, we've got our Pinnacle property that is currently under option as well. There'll be exploration on that this summer, and that's just to the north of Jean Marie. And then we saw the uh, the arrival of a company, Origin, uh, just to the uh, to the east of us there, and uh, and just to the west of Mount Milligan, so they're in the area as well. So, so you, you, it's a, generally always a pretty busy area. Uh, I think it's just a result of, um, you know, good gold numbers, good copper numbers, and uh, proximity to access and infrastructure. It's a very attractive area to be. 
All right. So uh, just over 12,000 hectares there at Jean Marie now. Uh, but you got to get to work here. With you got some exploration work to be done. Uh, you've mobilized the field crews. So talk to us about what's the next steps for Jean Marie. Yeah, well, the first step this year really for us was to get on site and identify as much historical drill core as we could that we could salvage and take back to uh, the local community of Fort St. James and, and begin relogging it and having a look at it. Uh, we were successful. We started that program about three weeks ago when we're just wrapping that up now, but uh, we were successful in basically getting about 300 boxes out of there, uh, boxes of core. We had core from the 1997 drill program, 1995, and we were even fortunate enough to get some, uh, some of the drill core from the ni- some of the 1975 drilling. So that's important for us. There's, a, there's such a cost-effective way to, uh, to go about adding to your data set. And, you know, in addition, one of the things, uh, you, you know, I don't, but when they were looking at porphyry systems in the 70s, um, for example, there were sections that, you know, a core basically just logged as straight granite. Um, sure, it's an intrusive rock, but uh, a little more specific being a monzonite, monzodiorite. So, so that really helps us as we uh, move forward here, um, developing our database and with the objective of probably in a couple months, two to three months here, having a full comprehensive uh, data set that we're able to look at in full 3D and uh, with updated lithologies, alteration, and uh, just making sure that the data set is, is as comprehensive as we can get it. Yeah, it seems going to be some very crucial data uh, for you and the company to move forward when it comes to further exploration, such as drill targeting. I assume. I just curious, but based on the age of of these uh, historical drill core that you're relogging, um, in in the long run, are you going to be able to get those reassayed, or is it just mainly to go back and have to potentially re-drill in due time in the future? No, first and foremost, it's important for us to really consolidate the database and to make sure that um, when we do put everything into 3D, that the, the, the rock types or the lithologies identified in the 70s match that from the 90s and match that from what we're seeing this year. That's, uh, that's mm-hmm. critical when developing a 3D model. And, um, uh, but we will, and we are, um, reassaying certain sections of core that are of interest to us as well, of course. And that just helps okay, us correl- correlate with the logs and the assays that we do see from the 1970s, where uh, over the course of the winter, one of the things we did do was had um, a very large amount of assay data from historical drilling. You know, everything was digitized, including the drill logs. Very good. Uh, and I know this is really early exploration work uh, at this stage for Jean Marie. I mean, but it sounds like July is going to be really busy for the company as well. You labeled uh, soil sampling and also some geological mapping that's going to be on the books for for next month. That's going to be really busy. And I'm, I'm assuming you got to get a bunch of this stuff done as quickly as possible because we're halfway through the year and winter winter as crazy as it says as crazy as it seems isn't that far away so uh, you know like you know what what is is there what is the motivation is do you see a lot of uh um you know some incentive to get this going as quickly as possible so you can uh, not have to fight the weather here in due time to a certain degree i think uh most importantly for us though is to proceed in a systematic uh systematic manner 
Uh, as you mentioned, sure. soil sampling is next. Uh, that soil sampling will expand upon the, the existing historical uh, soil geochemical database that we have. And then in addition, because we've expanded the land position with such a significant amount, we're going to be flying uh, magnetic, radiometric, and uh, LIDAR surveys as well. And all of this data, once we've got it all here, we will go into our data set and, uh, and help us develop a very uh, comprehensive 3D model. And it's that 3D model, really, that's going to be the, uh, the, the most important for us in developing drill targets. Uh, we've seen a lot of interest in, uh, well, not only gold, but copper and gold projects out of BC. Uh, can you give some comments, you know, kind of what you're seeing from your peers and maybe just uh, investor and institutional interest in uh, finding the next good positive deposit of copper here in, in British Columbia? What, do you, what kind of conversations are you having? Well, I think, you, uh, I think you're correct there that I think there is, uh, you know, increased awareness certainly that British Columbia is a premier jurisdiction for copper. Uh, when, you know, when we first started the company, I guess back in 2013, um, you know, one of the reasons certainly that we picked British Columbia um, was because of hydroelectric power and an abundance of hydroelectric power. In addition to that, we've got infrastructure, we've got rail, uh, we've got labor, and, uh, and equally as important, we have water. Uh, there's no shortage of water in British Columbia, and and these are critical components if you're going to build a mine. Um, but I think today, and I think over the last 12 months, what's become very apparent is that having access to hydroelectric power is critical for reducing uh, a company's carbon footprint and their the um, the, co- the cost of carbon. Uh, I think we're looking at an environment where there will be a cost of carbon, and if you uh, if you are fortunate enough to be in a jurisdiction with hydroelectric power, um, your copper concentrate. Of course, the miners don't produce copper; they produce the concentrate, which then goes to the smelter. But that but that concentrate then uh, I think has the potential here to uh, have a premium attached to it because of its low carbon cost. Well, that would be the big E in ESG, wouldn't it? That is the big E in ESG. And, uh, <laughs> you know, copper mines are not small endeavors, and they do require yeah. a lot of power. And if, uh, and if, uh, and if you can have a, a mine that is run off hydroelectric power, that's, a, uh, that, that's certainly going to be important to the investing public, uh, also to the companies that are looking to invest in mines as well. All right, Brad. Well, let's leave it at that. I know there's going to be a lot of work coming, uh, results coming down from that work here in the next couple of weeks and months. So I appreciate your time. We look forward to catching up with you for our next update. Much appreciated. Thank you, Trevor. Yep, that's Brad Peters from Pacific Empire Minerals. Again, they trade on the TSX Venture with PEMC and on the OTCQB with PEMSF. They are a sponsor of Mining Stock Daily. All right. We'll be back here in just a few with some more corporate updates. Stay tuned. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.